Hello and welcome to the completely raw and unedited version of Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Keith. And today we're going to be talking about the season two premiere, Girl Meets Gravity. Oh yes. yeah. And we're raw and unedited because this is crazy premiere week where I don't have time to do five podcasts and edit them. So this is a 20 minute at max podcast where we just get our feelings out. It's kind of like our reaction videos we used to do. So keep. So start sending us money so we can have this be our actual job and dedicate all of our time to it if that's what you really want. Yes. And look forward to talking over each other and um and all <laughs> sorts of fun stuff. All, right. All the things that we usually get rid of. <laughs> yes. So, Keith, what did you think of Girl Meets Gravity? How would you grade it? This is going to be really tricky for me because... Tricky. Ooh. The very first things that I was worried about mm-hmm. relatively quickly all went away, and I was really happy with it. Okay, okay. So then there were a couple things that really, I think, unfairly dragged my grade for it down because overall, I really, really want to like this episode. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed um, a lot of the the visual humor that they used. That we yeah, could, yeah. we're definitely going to get into that. But I think they did a lot of cool things with breaking the fourth wall, um, using sort of outside of the show kind of humor. And so I'm going to give it a B minus, unfortunately. Mm. But I think there really is just a few things that if they were tweaked, this easily could have been an A plus episode for me. Okay, okay. Caitlin, what about you? I'm actually, it's very similar to what Keith said, is I'm coming away from this episode liking it, and I and I laughed, but there were some really odd, quirky things, or just some things that I feel like they kind of dropped almost, that mm-hmm. brought it down for me, but they, they weren't huge, so yeah, I'm on the B minus C plus scale right now. Okay, actually, before I actually go into my stuff, can you guys give a couple bullet point specifics? <laughs> like, oh, you want, I, I thought yeah. that you wanted to be I, I general. I thought we were just going to adjust, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I was going to give, like, really quick bullet points as far as for me. So for me, I would probably go B+. Plus. Uh, it's very – this is – I am kind of bummed that this is one that's in premiere week because we have to do this sort of rushed take at it because I really wish that I had time to sort of – Rewalk it and let it, you know, come over me again because I do feel like there were some weird things here and there, but I definitely the main takeaway I got from this episode was season two is here and it is a step above, and I really appreciated that. I, I don't, I, yes. I do think that there are issues, um, and there were some some things were lingering issues from before, such as it's the fact that I wasn't a huge fan of Miss Sforsky to begin yeah. with the, her first yeah. time, and so mm-hmm. she she continued to be that character. I I, I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't my favorite. Um, and there, yeah, there were a couple odd things here and there, but I definitely agree with you as far as the visual comedy goes, and mm-hmm. uh, just it kind of it all flowed really really well, and it it told a pretty good message in a way that I think works really well for kids, but could have been a little bit more, uh, less on the nose, I guess. Um, But it wasn't bad. So uh, you guys want to go into a little more specifics about your stuff? Okay, well, um, I'll start with the whole, um, what I I first thought was um, Rowan kind of doing the intro, and I kind of learned that it was more Riley. 
Yeah. Um, I really loved that. I love the intro and I love the transition. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a Lizzie McGuire thing. Where that it was, was like, exactly what I was and thinking. I, and I was about thinking, when I saw it. and I was thinking, I would love if this is what they made this. If they made it where like she does something like this every episode and it calls back to Lizzie McGuire, that would be great because that would make it its own thing separate from Boy Meets World, would take from other Disney Channel shows and actually give it its own spin, which would be a great characteristic and a great kind of, uh, I don't know, nuance, but just it has a lot of character. Uh, question about that? So so when you found out it was Riley, did you like it less? No, I just... I just thought differently about it. I, the, okay. what, what I say is the very first time it happened when it was just the intro, yeah. I thought it was Rowan. But as soon as we had it again, I was like, oh, okay, this is Riley. Yeah, okay. I thought it was just an intro, but then I saw it come back. And I'm like, oh, these mm. are transitions. These are really cool. These are kind of out-of-context transitions where she's like narrating it, but yeah. kind of half in and half outside of the world. So as far as that goes, I definitely liked how it created a tone and sort of a, it's also, okay, I will also point out that my feelings with this episode are really affected by the fact that we were spoiled on it months ago and that we knew the death was coming. So I I don't know, I think I I felt foreboding each time they showed her doing that thing in, in, in a positive way, but I don't know that I would have felt quite as much if I didn't know the death was coming. So uh, I, I knew the death was coming, but I forgot which episode it was in. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, didn't same. I didn't necessarily know it was this one. So I really like the transition from her talking in space to us finding out that that was actually the eulogy. I yeah. thought that was a really clever um, transition. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think that worked really well. I, I do think if they were going to do something like this every week, that so I didn't really... I had some issues with it just as far as that it was very like we're just gonna tell you like very lacking in subtext and so if every and so i think it worked once it became a eulogy for me but if every week they were having her sort of explain the lesson i I wouldn't have been as big a fan of that but i think it worked in the context of this episode yeah i I get that but i just i really liked having her talk in space and it gave Mm -hmm. a nice character to the show i agree that maybe they have to tone it down a little bit for a normal kind of episode. Yeah. But I would totally be on board if they actually legit did a Lizzie McGuire thing where a couple seconds in between major scenes, they had her talking in front of space. And it was just this weird, like, she's narrating it as if she's the narrator, but she's still kind of half, her foot is still inside the story so that she's, you know, just just like Lizzie McGuire was. Yeah. So- yeah, that format was very interesting to me. I don't know, maybe we'll get an animated Riley. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, that, actually. That'd be so, so strange. Yes, that would be great. Let's talk about the doppelgangers. Okay, well, um, uh, before before we get into that, I, I want to hear some of Caitlin's negatives, because yeah. both of you were, did grade it a little bit lower, so I wanted to know why. Well, okay, so one thing that you kind of touched on was, like, hitting it on the nose with the lesson, mm-hmm. and I guess because we always have this sort of moment where... Uh, she presents the lesson to the class, but at the but Corey when Corey was in the classroom, he says this isn't the only lesson. Like now we'll get to the real lesson. Yeah. For uh for today, I I guess something I just miss about the idea of Boy Meets World is that sometimes the lesson was just for Corey, and Corey didn't need to t- necessarily talk it out with anyone once he understood what Mister Feeney had said to him earlier. Mm-hmm. And it could, and it, we sort of just get that intimate moment with the character, yeah. Uh, re- realizing it, having that sort of epiphany, and getting a little bit more of what's going on in life. So yeah. I, kind of, I, I miss that intimacy. 
They didn't in Boy Meets World, even though they had a lesson every week, didn't feel the need to point out that it had a lesson every week. Yeah. It, to, yeah. to this degree, and I, I think that it's this whole episode was kind of interesting because it was really pointing out th- like a lot of things that issues we had, in a fun funny ways as far as the whole class being around them, but it's still mm-hmm. doing that. So it's kind of a weird thing where it's like this episode on its own is really good, but it's not really making me think that they're you gonna know, change. Yeah, see. I don't know about that because okay. I, I totally get the want of nuance. You want this kind of intimacy and you want these things that just happen on their own. But yeah. at the same time, I actually really enjoyed all these breaking the fourth wall kind of jokes that they did. Mm-hmm. And so even when you had, you know, this is when the lesson starts. I think in this particular episode, it worked very well. Yeah. And that's not at all um, the few things that I think that dragged this one down. I think that mm-hmm. it was actually really enjoyable for me in the context of this episode. And I wouldn't. I honestly, I don't need this to follow the same structure yeah, of Boy Meets World. Yeah. At at this mm-hmm. point, we understand that it's kind of a, a trope on itself, and it's better for it to acknowledge it and make that funny yeah. than to half acknowledge it and just kind of exist within it. I think that, yes, obviously they can take it too far. This episode didn't for me in that respect because I... I just I thought it was funny and they made it mm. they were self-aware in a way that I thought it was very mm-hmm. clever was effective um, it kind of it almost in a way pushed the story forward because mm-hmm. it had so much to do with what the lesson of this was about and yeah. it had so much to do with this being the first uh, episode of the second season mm. that it, it lent itself to this hype awareness of the characters in the universe and doing these fourth wall jokes was actually pushing the store uh, pushing the story forward and not just only there for humor yeah i see that there but there were moments that were kind of bittersweet for me that like i think they wrote really well in the episode so such as so they have the new teacher come in right and he's you know he, he's actually wanting to be sort of disciplinarian and he can't believe how they usually do things and so like that there's a lot of there's good humor i think with him quitting and with oh now Corey's back and i thought that was funny but part of me was sad because part of me said wouldn't the show be improved by them continuing to try to have their antics but with an authoritarian teacher and you can still have Corey be her father and have stuff with that or even be a second teacher but i kind of was like man I kind of wish we got that show where they couldn't just do whatever they wanted, and so the conflict is what created the drama there and created good comedy out of the conflict. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, and because we had Mr. Turner and Mr. Feeney, yeah, for a while, and um, interestingly, Mr. Turner was much more lax. And I, yeah. I'm specifically thinking of the Grapes of Wrath episode right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, me and Mr. Jode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally get. Very sad. <laughs> I, 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 to, I totally get that, but at the same time, I feel like I'd watched three episodes in one episode. I got to see that world for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got to see a slightly different. So I was worried about that new teacher because I I didn't want to slip into the oh this is the hot teacher episode. Yeah. And I was getting really. Well, that would have been bad. I was getting really worried for a while, and I, I know that I was seeing the promo photos. I was like, oh really? They're gonna fawn over this guy? But two things saved it. One was how incredibly awkward Riley was. Where <laughs> oh she, my god, loved it. She be- we thought he was the creep, but she was the creep. <laughs> she became this weird antagonistic creep girl, and it was yeah. really I'm great. I'm gonna touch his face. I, it was, again, the physical comedy on this girl is amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, before you move on from that, 
I I want you guys to defend the fact because I know someone could be like, well, well now you're being... did that, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, Caitlin, do you want to field this one? <laughs> I couldn't actually hear you because right, you were going so, in and out. Uh, so I know someone could say, you know, we thought it was great that uh, Riley was so creepy in this episode when she was so over the top or whatever in her liking of this teacher. Uh, and that could be hypocritical because we don't like the whole Farkle being over the top and the liking of the girls. How are you going to – what's your comeback to that? Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, there is the – it's played off to be ironic and not actually a part of her character that she always does. And, and it's an awkward thing that, like, gets peppered in there versus it always being there. And yeah. it's ironic twist because she's a student with a teacher and mm. – so it's not and he's trying to be disciplinary and she's being a total goofball yeah where and he's acknowledged and also he acknowledged that he didn't want her to do that he acknowledged that you this is wrong you need to stop that and that's why we laugh it also led to him quitting yeah i agree it's definitely the irony it's definitely the huge turn in expectation because Mm -hmm. honestly you you would expect something from that from a male character yeah. You know, but because it was this total goofball female character who was totally, you know, not the one in power. And, mm-hmm. and if you have the, the male teacher in the front of the classroom and this is this wacky girl all of a sudden ruling the whole world and like driving this man <laughs> out of his job, that, that, that becomes the complete and total um, flipping on its head is like yeah. it's totally way out there. And it's like it works as a great punctuation right there. Yeah, that's actually that brings up a good point too. Is I just want to say that overall, the comedy in this episode I thought was very strong. Like at, at least eighty mm-hmm. to eighty-five percent of the comedy really hit home for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, Keith, have you said what you thought didn't like about it yet? Yeah. Well, so let's let's get into that. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, let's get into that. <laughs> the only scenes I didn't like were the yeah, bakery scenes. I had a feeling. Yeah, you can say yeah. that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I really love ex- excluding the last one. I really love the turn that they did at the end. So that it became the it's her narration into the eulogy. Yeah, that was great. But I just honestly think that Sforsky, Mrs. Sforsky, is not a charismatic enough character to us to feel a significant loss. I mean, think about the the lunch lady episode. We only knew that lady from like a scene and a half, and yeah. we right. and we felt empathy. We've had this character across a season, multiple mm-hmm. episodes across multiple seasons, and it's just I did not feel bad for the character I feel bad for the situation I understood yeah. I thought it was a very effective lesson in that way if her mm-hmm. character was more likable and just more charismatic in a just an organic kind of way I, it would have been incredible episode it would have been an A plus out of the park episode yeah. but I just think that A because the first scene she's in is just there's this humor that's very basic it gets repeated, and at least, I mean, at least they kind of touched on that. But again, yeah. I just feel the time spent with that character and those scenes completely drags it along. And I think this is amazing that it even was able to do that in an episode. I feel they stuffed so much action into. I felt this was a great yeah. action-packed episode. But as soon as she was talking, 
the whole thing slowed down. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, I will say I definitely did feel emotional at the end of the episode because I'm connected with with Riley. And honestly, the Augie Augie part of it, even though I have definitely had issues with Augie, including in this episode. It was better than I thought. It could have been. Augie being sad actually hit me. And also the fact that they actually had a connection with Riley and Augie in that moment. That was a sweet. Yeah, I like that. A bit of Mm -hmm. interaction. I also really I actually really liked the thing, the note if about death in the at the end there yeah. I, I actually think of, I actually did laugh yeah. at that <laughs> I, yeah I laughed out loud but I think Augie was handled well in this episode yeah yeah um mm-hmm. what I don't think was and this ties back to the bakery scenes I don't think Topanga was handled great because yeah. the whole I and I think this is, is directly in relation to Mrs. Sforsky the whole thing is oh she's successful uh, she's successful she has yeah. to quit being a lawyer and take over the bakery because yeah. that I was getting so angry with that I was like please don't do this please don't do yeah. this well they did but then they brought in Katie yeah, yeah. I, I again I, I just don't get I just don't quite get that I don't get what the message of that is and then with Katie I've seen Katie where I've liked her when she comes in as like the weird actress, yeah, it's it's more what the what I as an audience member I'm supposed to feel is embarrassed for Maya. Yeah, I'm not feeling embarrassed for Maya. I'm just feeling why am I watching this drag yeah. on? You're embarrassed watching the show. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even embarrassed. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just not pleased. Yeah. It's not it's it's not even I, funny. I will say I actually like this better than her first time, but that isn't saying yeah. a lot. I, yeah, I, I agree with I, that. Yeah. Uh, I, the other thing about the Katie, so I didn't think Katie was like awful here or anything, and I like the idea of her potentially being at the bakery. But the one part of it that really didn't work for me was Maya being upset that her mom showed up. Because which completely yeah. goes against her character. She'd be right. really excited that her mom would be around more. Right, and even if she needed, was embarrassing her. Yeah. yeah. And I know that they needed to shove that in there for the general message of the episode, but it did not fit the character, and uh, yeah. yeah, that bothered me. Yeah, like, like I said, so basically, excluding the last bakery scene, all the bakery scenes, if they had been just a little bit uh, changed... Or you know, and it really has a lot to do with the character of Mrs. Svorsky. If yeah. she if she was a less weirdly stereotypical character for I don't even know why it's that specific because it doesn't even enrich the story or the location at all. Because honestly, when I think it was Maya said this like, oh now this is at you know your dad at school and now your your mom at our hangout. Yeah. Is it their hangout? Because I I'm still I'm not sold. They keep telling me it's their hangout but very uh, seldomly are they showing me and I'm really not sold that that's their hangout well they show them at the place a lot but it just doesn't feel they're not like doing any they just it's somewhere for them to sit yeah they're not really having fun it's because it's a quiet little bakery and we're we're used to Chubby's which is very loud there's a jukebox there's pool table going on there's a lot of noise it's very active and they there's the idea that even if they're not doing those things right now, um, like sometimes Corey and Sean would be talking over the pool table. They wouldn't just be talking over cheeseburgers yeah. and things like that or well, their homework. Or even or even the fact that they would order at Chubby's. Like, basic, like, honestly, the bakery has literally been, here's a place to sit down. It's been very static. And, yes. Yeah. And uh, so that's pretty weird, and I, I didn't think that it worked a ton. Yeah. But, yeah. It all comes down to Chubby's seem like a fun place to be. 
and you you as a, a viewer would actually oh I, I would hang out yeah. there I would I want to be with Sean and Corey at Chubby's here I'm not really like I want to be with Maya and Riley at the bakery For one thing, they never I, had enough extras in there yeah it's just it's, it's more than it just being a quiet place because I think they could have had it be an intimate great setting that there's a lot of character to and it's like yes I wish I was there with these characters yeah. but I just think this location for that purpose does not serve the well, same thing as chubby's and so funnily but, enough i would actually argue that the subway is their hangout and that this is just a random place you know what <laughs> and, and i agree i totally agree with that yeah because the subway actually does have character they've met people there they've done things there big moments happen there so yeah and the subway isn't perfect but to yeah. that to that end it's a lot better than the bakery yeah and it and, is yes, a kind of place I enjoy that the subway if, scenes more and it is the kind of place that if I was, like, a younger kid who wasn't allowed to hang out alone in the subway, I'd be like, this is kind of cool. I hope someday I can hang out at the subway. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. Happy third subway. Happy third subway Wait till ride. my third subway ride where um, my entire friends and family come see me off. Let's just, let me just look through my notes real quick. Um, well, let's um, talk I, about I, Feeny real quick. Well, I, I think um, we should end on that. Let's, let's okay. keep that. So, let me, let me I, w- I was kind of hoping to end soon. Nah, but. nah. No. No. Shoeless girls, that was kind of crazy. I, I, I like that. They stuck to their guns. They yeah, were yeah. barefoot in pain, and they did it. Well, I also enjoyed the throwing of the shoes at the end. So let's That too. I don't know if you guys caught So the Belgium 1831, we noticed yeah. on the male teacher's board. Did you it notice it? It was also on the female teacher's board. It was also on the other oh, teacher's board. It said, um, it said the gold rush. The gold rush, rush and, and then next, yeah. 1831. Yeah, so I thought that was really great. Um, I thought yeah. the doppelgangers was really great because not only was it the, the two main leads, but I also saw what I believed was the doppelganger for Sarah and the mm-hmm. doppelganger yes. for um, for Darby. Nice. I did too. So and I'm very excited. And, uh, you get the promo Darby and Sarah are like talking. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> it's very exciting. exciting. And I, I, I love the kind of things where they're following the camera, panning, mm-hmm. trying to jump into the camera. They say, "Oh, yes. at least we get at least we get our uh, dramatic exit," and the camera doesn't yeah. pan. That was <laughs> a, that was great, and that was perfect for an episode like this. Yeah. I know it was very meta. Actually, Keith, yeah. you're making me uh, turn a little bit on what I said earlier, um, and some of the, and I, you've made my grade go up a little bit to a B plus. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. well, because I also I really liked the touch because when they first came in, I was like, I wonder if they'll make the teacher the the mother, and then they did that too. <laughs> I thought that was good, and yeah, that yeah, was hilarious. Tell a mom. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, also, the fact that the, they were had a whole different lesson there that connected with just that part of the episode. That the you know the gold rush thing was a whole different like oh here's a lesson that's oh, yeah. gonna connect with what's currently happening they, I thought was a nice little touch. They shoved so much good stuff into this episode, and I think it was, I mean there was a, a lot of really strong elements to this episode. And yeah. honestly, if the bakery scenes didn't drag on as much, if the character of Mrs. Sforsky was actually more charismatic and less tropic, and I think that if then we would have felt the deep impact of her loss beyond just. Um, empathy for Riley and Maya and Augie because that's really all I mean I, you agree you guys agree that's all we have is is their empathy yes. yeah if we I had, do think I do want to say though that I, I and I, I want to say this with the caveat of the fact that I did enjoy the final scene and did get a get a lot out of it yeah I love but it. but it was very talking at you which is a big difference from I thought it was really nice in the boy meets world episode with the lung lady dying 
that what you the lesson isn't like here's the le- well I mean Feeney talks about the lesson a little bit but it just really ends with him and sitting and spending time with his mom at the dinner table he's not like mom it's important that I spend time with you because of gravity <laughs> yes and, <laughs> so, and I, I, I think it goes back to yes I totally get the want of this nuance and usually yeah. I'm the one arguing for that but I just think for this particular episode I mean they don't have to make a carbon coffee episode mm-hmm. I think the way they handled it other than the, just the character of Sforsky herself, was, you know, I liked it. It, it was good. It was their way. It, it was yeah. their way. And, you know, it, it it's her world. She has to make it. <laughs> but I don't think that's a problem in this episode. Overall, yes, mm-hmm. if that's all they do, that'll be a problem. In yeah, this episode, yeah. the way they did it, because of all the visual jokes, the camera jokes, yep. the sort of the writing jokes, all that kind of stuff, that's what sold that for me. Mm-hmm. That was Real okay. quick, I wanted to ask you guys about Riley and Lucas being like, hey, hey, and Maya's like, oh, all I, summer. I, I, I loved, loved it. it. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely adored it. My That's part of my favorite parts. Adored it. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> Lucas, I really liked Lucas's performance there. Yeah. Yes, he was vulnerable. Job. He was awkward. Yeah. His voice cracked a little bit, I think. So. I, I loved when Lucas was, um, when the, new, the first new teacher was like, is this what they do? And he's like, yeah, kind of. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, this, <laughs> I yeah. also... I also actually liked the, uh, you know, as, as much as we ha- hate on Farkle things, I liked the joke of your, your feet are naked and then eyes up here, I thought was a, a fun joke. Uh, I don't know if you disagree. I, <laughs> just because of the, the play on sort of more mature p- p- themes there. I, for, for Disney Channel, I thought that was a little bit uh, if I, unexpected. I, I would have felt better if it wasn't Farkle because he's already yeah. kind of suffering from that, some problems. Yeah. For instance, yeah. if that was something that that uh, Maya or, and, and Riley said to each other in some weird way, that would have been like a hilarious <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? Because it would have been so like turn of expectation. Yeah. But because it's Farco, it's like we're expecting that from Farco. Yeah. So it's I not as good that. of a yeah. joke. Yeah. Also, All right. I liked how Luca, how Maya said that you guys need to talk about this. And Lucas is like, yeah, you're right. And she's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't want to talk yeah. about yeah, it. I, I think yeah. that Lucas, for as quickly as he was used, worked really good. Yeah, and I'm also, I mean, I'm really glad because, like, I saw a clip from The New World that picked up on things from first date, and I was like, so are they just going to completely skip over it in the first episode? And the fact that they had this little, they they acknowledged it, the good continuity here, guys, good job. Uh, yeah, yeah GMW right. writers. <laughs> so let's just end out with the Feeny thing real quick because we're going longer. No. Than yeah. Okay. Um, no, they entertained the idea of Feeny dying. That's not okay with me. I, I actually, <laughs> I really like the scene. I was worried about yeah. it being a I cameo. I really like the way that they did it. Um, again, if if the empathy for Savorsky her, herself would have been more. It would have been hugely hard hitting, but even yeah. even not even as a placeholder, even as just the yeah. structure of it, you understand what the sentiment is. Yeah, I thought it was an effective scene, and I really enjoyed that interaction, especially because I sniffled. Uh, I I like how Feeny like looked at his phone. It was like it was kind of his his <laughs> expression was a mixture between like okay yes I'm gonna answer it as he's calling again. You know <laughs> it was it was kind of like there was an expression there that was like. Uh, kind of a mixed emotion yeah. thing that it was it was sincere but also you know there was a it little... was it was one of those things though where i really wish the writers hadn't told me about this <laughs> where like yeah. if, i mean i mean i will i'm i'm glad that for me like as i was walking got so sucked in the episode that i just forgot that he was gonna show up but if i didn't know at all and it was just completely you know new walking the episode that would just be so much cooler but 
Mm-hmm. But and definitely, also, I like the moment a lot. Um, it kind of felt like when Mr. Feeney said, I'm still here, it kind of seemed like Corey had been checking. This wasn't the first time Corey checked up on Oh, yeah, him definitely. To, yeah. Um, making sure, you know, he's well still there and, he, like, everything's mm-hmm. okay with him. And so, like, that made me very sad. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> line, that line, I'm still here, it has a lot rolled into it. Well, it's kind of it's it's meta, too. It has a history, it has a history and a future built into that one line. And it was yes. very effective, and it, it's something that we can definitely, It's gonna obviously it's going to be revisited, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways it can be. But yeah. I, it, it definitely, it infers that he's been checking in on him, and it definitely, it yeah. definitely connects to the Lunch Lady episode. It shows that Corey remembers the lesson he's learned and really wants to teach this lesson that he thought was so important to learn you know to yeah. the girls and to to his students quick I'm question all blubbery now <laughs> quick question before we end out uh do you think that if you were just a girl meets world watcher that you would understand that scene because yeah. I, I they I did think at so. least they did at least have it at the beginning sort of the reiterating of oh we had this teacher who followed us everywhere which i think probably helps um, yeah, actually, I really like that, those lines, you know, yeah. and, and somehow, it, but yeah, in a, uh, what was it, in a twist of fate, but totally believable, yeah. or something like that, <laughs> I thought it was really yeah. good, especially because in the same way, they actually made the whole Corey coming in a lot more believable yeah. than, it. I mean, I know that you, Dan, in particular, were, were worried yeah. about it for a long time, mm-hmm. how they were going to do it, um, I think... If they were I like how Corey it. didn't seem happy about no, it. No, and, and, that, and that's what it had to be. It had to be this <laughs> obligation thing. Like, I didn't want to be. No yeah. one planned on it, but you girls, you know, you drove. You <laughs> made this happen. You drove I like how away. he mimicked her motions <laughs> yeah. to her hand motions towards the teacher's face at her. And yeah. He was like, You did this, like, waving his finger in her so, face. Um, spe- yeah. Speaking of, uh, like, hand motions, I loved the doppelganger scene where. Um, Riley's leaning into her doppelganger, and yeah. they both <laughs> flick their hair at this, in the same way at the same time. <laughs> Nice. Uh, or when they jumped on the laps of the girls next to them yeah. so that they could be closer together <laughs> and in the camera shot. Yes. <laughs> Students six and I, uh, seven, get out of here. <laughs> I will say, I, I, I don't really, I never really had a big issue with, oh, Corey's going to be the teacher in eighth grade. It's more, it is going to be more interesting to see how they make it happen in high school for me. Yeah. It's going to get but, trickier uh, and trickier. Yeah, it definitely will. Because they're going to go to a brand new building under new management. Yes. All right. We have to end out here. Yep. Um, and I also, I don't want to give people the inter- impression that this is what we're going to do all five nights here. <laughs> so, because we went a little longer than I'm expecting us to go in some of the other nights, because we are busy people. Wednesday, Caitlin might be by herself. So, not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we're going to do our best to have something like this uh, all, all the days this week. And then Friday, we're going to do an actual podcast on the Eric one. And then the hope is, if we think there's a hiatus coming up, we'll come back and revisit some of these other episodes in more detail. Though we honestly went pretty snow yeah (laughs) about the hiatus we have no idea if there's going to be a hiatus after this week um yeah i definitely would like to revisit this episode i think there's a lot in there and we might we might end up repeating ourselves a little bit but i think there's definitely a lot in here worth addressing I definitely yes. want to revisit just also because we're not doing mail time and I want to get other people's opinions and definitely. so we can use those sort of as a springboard and to further, further mm-hmm. talk on this one. Yeah. Definitely as a season premiere, it did it did its job. Yeah. I'm very excited for this week now, honestly. Yes. I still yes. don't understand why they're doing it this way. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we're going to have to go talk to Disney management about that. And what, I mean, <laughs> what is the gimmick? 
it's it's girl meets what in the world premiere week. It's it's what walk a lot gimmick? of girl meets world. It, I mean, the gimmick is girl meets world. We love it, which I do. Okay, I mean, it is exciting, but... It's like we're getting over a month's worth of episodes at once. It's like a a shot in the arm for the series to really kick it off in Season 2, and I I do think getting... I I think a big part of it is, let's get to the Eric episode as quickly as possible, so that the Boy Meets World fans will walk. Because I wouldn't be surprised if... if, I'm I'm assuming the Friday numbers are going to be way bigger than the numbers for the other, other four days. So I think they just really want to get there and be like, we're better now, Eric's here, and you're going to see this really good Eric episode, hopefully, and be like, yeah, season two. If that's the case, I think that's either a shame or a miscalculation, because I think, I really truly believe, I truly believe that a Boy Meets, (laughs) I truly believe, I think that if a Boy Meets World fan is watching this episode, I think, Mm. except for the problems that we've discussed, I think they definitely could get into it. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think that I think a lot of them just haven't rocked since Home for the Holidays or something, like because oh, because so they're not even wrapped up in the main girls. Yeah, that that's the thing. But see, that, that's, that's but then I think you should just not care about that. If these people aren't going to come along for the ride, they don't deserve to enjoy this the series. I <laughs> know oh, I'm it's, on, a, it's a business, Keith. No, but but I think that that's not the way this should go. I think you they, don't deserve. We're not going to take your money. But if no, but if they're relying, <laughs> this on, is art. If they're relying, no, no, but no, yes, it is art. If they're no, relying, if they're relying on the cameos, and that's the sake of the cameos to draw in those other people for viewership, and they're catering to that, that means they're sucking a lot away from viable time um, otherwise. Well, no, okay. So in the perfect world, what I would assume is that they're going to use the cameo, knowing that more people will walk, and make it as good an episode as possible, so that they'll then walk the next one, even if Eric isn't in it. Yes. So it's kind of like, like that. I do not like well, that. To me, it's like when – do you know, like, when they have – after the Super Bowl, there's always one ep- one TV <coughs> show that, like, gets spotlighted each year, and it's a different network, it's a different show, it's a different one every year. It's like, you know because it's after the Super Bowl, we're going to get way more ratings. So you really put everything you can into that episode to show people this is why the show is great, keep watching it after the Super even after this time. And so I think that that's totally fine to be like, look, this is a good show now. You're, we know you're going to be drawn in for this reason, and now we're going to use it to really show you that we've grown and that – were worth checking out, and I think that's fine. Meh. <laughs> I, don't, just, I don't. He's a true fan. He doesn't want any of these fake fans involved in his nah. world. Bandwagon fans, <laughs> fair weather fans. No, but nah. I, I do. I do truly believe that it needs to stop relying you on the virtue. Believe? Yes, it needs to stop relying on the virtues of Boy Meets World and have its own character, and which I think it definitely yes. does. And if people don't want to see it for that, they're not gonna enjoy it in the same way anyways so even if there is somebody that comes in and only watches the ones with sean only watches the ones with eric i mean they're not gonna all they're looking yeah, for but keith keith would you really blame someone if they just watched the pilot and said this isn't that good and stopped watching i wouldn't like, it's one thing if they're watching all these episodes and going these aren't good like if they watch this episode and we're like this still sucks then i get where you're coming from but the point is i think that a lot of people they lost within like on girl meets boy or girl meets sneak attack when they're like this is this is the kids show and now season two i think is a different level than sneak attack or girl meets boy and so now they need to redraw people in and show them that you know these girls are better and that the show is better i i I agree with you if like the eric episode is all eric all the time but if if that eric episode that's not about me (laughs) (laughs) i need that no i don't need that i think that honestly okay yes we'll call it we'll come back to it we'll come back to it yes (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Uh, a few things before we end out here. So First, tune in um, tomorrow night a... at the same. T- oh. <laughs> same God. bat time. Same bat channel. <laughs> um, so a few things. I just did a blog post. Uh, with my top five favorite episodes of season one. So check that out yeah, at gmwpodcast.com. Uh, send us emails and uh, tweets at gmwpodcast at gmail.com and at gmwpodcast on Twitter. About, and we're gonna... about this episode and about the week in general because we're going to come back to it. Yeah, well, okay. So I'd also say it would be better to send us emails with the subject line of the specific episode you want to talk about rather than tweet at us because we're gonna have mo- like a monstrous number of notifications over this week probably Wrong. we already do actually yeah. i have twitter open in yeah. another tab we already do <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's gonna be a problem so if you can send us an email at gmwpodcast.gmail.com and put the subject line with the episode that you want to talk about that makes life easier um and check out our youtube videos at gmw podcast and am i missing anything itunes rate us on itunes please i think we should try to do a reaction video on friday okay That'd be fun. Let's do it. Uh, pretend promise. I mean, pretend promise, guys. We're gonna do <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. Hey, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank <laughs> you for listening. And as always, dream. Try. Do good. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. Yeah, so One goodness. more time. We should also point out for everybody that we're doing this on Skype in three different locations. So that's part of why we like talk over each other and stuff because we don't know what the other person's going to do. It's- and we can't see anyone like, oh, we can't see that someone's leaning in about to say something yes. or their mouth is about to open or whatever. And honestly, we're doing it's, no not visual like we, cues. it's not like we care anyways. <laughs> we're that, doing it blind and live. It's not our fault. We're All right, doing Class it. dismissed. We're doing it live. Okay. One, two, three. Live. Ah. Okay, I'm stopping my (laughs) recording. Good night, everybody. Hello, Lucas. I'm the last one here. Hello, Lucas. Hello, Lucas. Goodbye, Lucas.